we're here we're back welcome everyone out in chat we see you thank you for joining us today yeah it's been a while you guys it's been a while this is the first casa live stream of 2021 no i'm just kidding 2022 <laughs> they all flow together for me you guys i can't keep them straight anymore 2020 has just been a trilogy so anyways happy new year to everybody out there i hope that your uh, your new years have been going well splendid good all the good words uh we'll get the show started we uh we're gonna try to hustle along through the first bit here i guess because we do have some some goody good things to get to later we have a special guest joining us in the later half of the show here so uh we'll start the show out with some hey how are yous Kristen? hey how are you i'm doing good actually um, excited for the new year. Everything, everybody's healthy, and I became a grandma. Congratulations! <laughs> I'm yes. not old enough to be a grandma. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she was born uh, last week, and um, I have yet to see her because they live up in uh, northern Michigan. So we're hoping to, uh, as soon as Mama's ready to do some traveling i we are gonna get him some gas money and tell him to come visit and stay so i can uh meet my first grandbaby <laughs> oh that's that's awesome yeah congrats to you pretty though. cool yeah congrats but other than that not much otherwise same old same old <laughs> same old alex hey how are you cold <laughs> yeah i feel you on that it's warmed up to about two degrees but um yeah, we have an old house and uh, all the windows are leaky and suck. And um, our furnace is this is its last season. So uh, and you always yeah. you always find that out when you finally turn the heat on because you need it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then uh, the rest of my day has been spent spent coming through uh, a little over 2000 bills that showed up in our search results. Uh, and I've Ooh. whittled, I've whittled that down to 2016. Oh, um, okay. So, so not, not, not all of them are vaping bills. A lot of them are just, it's, we get a lot of extra stuff that gets caught in the search. So, right. Um, you're, you're the final filter. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the verge of starting a headache now. So <laughs> I'm oh, glad dear. to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now you get to stare at a bright screen for the next hour and a half. So that'll definitely like I've help. been doing all day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That, it'll definitely help. <laughs> uh, well, well, good. Good. I'm glad that we're, uh, I'm glad that we're all, I'm sorry about your headache. That's not good, but I'm glad that we're here. I'm glad that we're <laughs> back uh, doing what we do here. So uh, for me, it's just been same old, same old. I'm just dealing with snow and we've got a, a big storm moving in on Monday. So we're just prepping, I guess. That's it. That's been my, my weekend so far has just been grocery shopping, prepping for this storm, you know, all that fun was there, stuff. Was, was there any milk and bread left? Yep, yep. We got milk and bread. Uh, we even got cream cheese. There was this Ooh. big to-do about a cream cheese shortage. Uh, yeah. I heard all the radio stations talking about a cream cheese shortage, and we went to the store. They had plenty of cream cheese. So I don't know. <laughs> of all the uh, things. Yeah. Well, you know, the media uh, lies. I, did just make so. the, I just made some bomb fresh salsa, though. Fresh, fresh salsa. That's what I just got done doing. I can still, I still smell like peppers, peppers and onions. Anyway, you pour that the over the though. top of the, you know, if you do, then you pour that over the top of the block of cream cheese and then you spread it on chips. Yes, absolutely. That, oh, that sounds good. Oh man. We made buffalo, wing dip. <laughs> made buffalo wing dip the other day too. That was what the cream cheese was for. 
Oh, Fantastic. okay. Yeah, so good. But otherwise, uh, that's really it for me. Um, so yeah, Alex, if you are ready, we can get into some hot and spicy legislation, all 2016 bills that you've been looking at. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm going to get it all in in 20 minutes. All right, let's do it. Let's do it right now. It's been so long that I almost couldn't find that bumper. I was like, where is this bumper? I haven't done this in I haven't done this in a year. All right, the floor is yours, sir. What do we need to know? What are we keeping our eyes and ears on this week? <laughs> that heavy oh, sigh. Oh my god. <laughs> You're gonna need See, a, that's you're gonna my need annual January, my annual January sigh. Um, no. So, but I'll, I'll I'll start it off with a little bit of um, maybe positive news, depending on how you fall on where you fall on on this. Um, starting off in New Hampshire, right next door to me, um, SB three fourteen uh, would introduce a tax reduction for modified risk tobacco products. Uh, so this means um, things like Swedish snus, uh, uh, well, Swedish match products that have actually gone through the process. And, and, and companies that can afford the MRTP process can have this tax reduction applied to their products It's at the state level. Um, and this would also include things like the 22nd century very low nicotine cigarette. Um, uh, I believe uh, it's hard to kind of figure out this language for me. Um, it, it seems like that type of product might be uh, eligible for a 25% tax reduction, while modified risk or, or you know, uh, reduced risk products like Swedish snus um, would be able to get the 50% discount. Um, CASA is supportive of this language. Uh, you know, for, first of all, we don't support extra taxes on these products, but if those extra taxes exist, uh, low-risk products should be entitled to a lower tax rate. Uh, and so we wrote, I wrote a very brief email in support of this bill to the committee. Uh, there was a hearing on January 12th. Uh, I have not updated uh, the progress of this bill. Usually you don't see like the next committee assignment for a little bit. So uh, keeping tabs on this and whether or not we need to get everybody to uh, voice their support for this or not uh, isn't clear yet. But uh, if that does come to be uh, a necessity, then we'll put something out. Um, otherwise, if you live in New, New Hampshire, strongly encourage you to reach out to lawmakers and support this bill. Uh, that's SB 314. And uh, we'll, we'll follow this and have more details on it later. And we've, we've seen this type of language cropping up. Actually, the, the CFO of um, uh, 22nd Century did uh, some time on CNBC recently. Uh, promoting the fact that they are going to be pushing for this legislation around the country. Uh, and I'm sure that that's, you know, all told, that's just another tobacco company voice uh, in support of this. Um, so, and of course, we all know that the tobacco companies uh, lobbying power far outstrips anything that the vapor industry or vaping community has come up with. Um, so, um, so yeah, but always good to be able to support something. So <clears throat> that is New Hampshire. Uh, Colorado, uh, this just dropped yesterday. Uh, this is a flavor ban. This is you, HB 1064. Do you have anything uh, that we can pull up visually or? Uh, you, the, I mean, the bill page, sure. Yeah, uh, if you wanted to. I, I, didn't, I didn't come armed with visual aids. 
Um, so <laughs> I'm putting you on you the know, spot and, right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, to be honest, they're, they're, they're kind of boring. Oh, wait, I got to do the share screen thing here. Uh, everybody knows what a bill looks like. Uh, there you go. go. It's a bunch of text on a page. Um, so uh, this is a flavor ban. Uh, and uh, it would uh, also incorporate um, synthetic nicotine into a ban on flavors. Uh, again, I mean, we said this last year, um, the synthetic nicotine workaround is not likely to last for very long, not at the state level anyway. Um, certainly the FDA is going to have some challenges adopting their regulations, um, but we're gonna see this all over the place in states that haven't already done it. Uh, and so Colorado, um, banning flavors and including synthetic nicotine in that ban. Um, don't have a call to action up for this just yet. It, like I said, it was introduced, uh, as far as I can tell, yesterday. Uh, and so um, we'll see what the progress of this is. Uh, there was an article, I, I, don't, I think, Kristen, you tweeted this from our main account, uh, that this was, uh, or someone, somebody else, I don't know if it was us or someone else, but I read that uh, the, the, the author of the article uh, said that this was in response to Denver, uh, Denver's mayor vetoing the flavor ban there. Um, so obviously a lot of work being done in Colorado to ban flavors and take safer products away from people. Um, so uh, this was kind of expected. Um, but uh, be on the lookout for that in Colorado, and we'll update a call to action as soon as uh, we get more information. Uh, Indiana also has a flavor ban on the books. Uh, I you will have to forgive me if I don't capture all of the bills that might ban flavors or add taxes or place bans or anything like that. I'm still just going through a massive list of things that showed up in search. Um, but uh, HB 1379 is the one that I, I picked up today. I think one of our volunteers dropped it in a chat to us as well. Um, so this is exactly what it is. It's a flavor ban. Uh, and we will, again, update that as uh, you know, committee hearings are scheduled or we get more information uh, from folks on the ground about how uh, this bill is progressing. Washington, <laughs> the state, uh, has HB 1676, which would change the tax rate on vapor products. Uh, it would change it from the bifurcated tax structure that exists now, uh, it, the, the, the taxation now is 27 cents per milliliter on the closed systems and nine cents per milliliter for uh, open bottles. Um, the proposed tax rate is a 33% retail tax, which I believe would be one of, if not the highest retail taxes in the country. Uh, I think New York's is like 20%. Um, so Washington state going for the title there. Uh, if you are interested, I, Kristen, you have these links. If anybody is interested in watching the public hearing uh, that happened this week, uh, first of all, thank you to everyone who submitted their opposition to this bill. We outnumbered the support by at least 100 people. Um, and uh, the hearing was just ripe with uh, misinformation and lies, as usual, from supporters of the bill. Um, and uh, they, yeah, they came armed with or they were equipped with horrible talking points, dismissing the experiences of millions of people across the country who have actually quit smoking by switching to vaping or other smoke-free alternatives. So thanks for that horrible presentation the other day in Washington State. 
we will update this. We have a call to action up for this, but really it was just encouraging people to sort of register their opposition to the bill. Uh, this was in a finance committee, so they are primarily focused on economic impact of this legislation. Uh, there will likely be, depending on whether or not this moves out of committee, which it, I would assume is likely to happen, um, there will be another hearing in a health-oriented committee. Uh, so look for a, an updated call to action uh, as that progresses. Um, Washington State, again, uh, is also looking at a bill uh, that would uh, direct the Department of Health, I believe, to promulgate a rule limiting the concentration of nicotine in vapor products uh, and other things. I just glanced through this and didn't finish my notes on it before I came on, so I'm sorry if I don't have all the details here. Um, but it would uh, the, the health department would be tasked with coming up with a nicotine cap, and it would ban the use of nicotine salts. Um, we can all probably name at least one manufacturer who's going to have a very big problem with that, uh, and I'm sure there are others out there. Uh, and of course, these nicotine caps, uh, we expect to see more of those around the country as we go forward. That is Senate Bill 5768, sorry. <coughs> and uh, as that progresses, again, we'll probably update uh, or uh, put out our own call to action for that. Moving right along to the wonderful state of Maine, uh, the LD 1550, the flavor ban from 2021 is still in play. Uh, I believe we mentioned that um, this has been referred to the Committee on Health and Human Services. I do not have a date for a hearing or meeting as of yet, but um, we will have to refresh our engagement on that and get out the new information as soon as it becomes available. Um, so Maine flavor ban, still a threat. New Jersey, uh, moving into enacted legislation. This is one that we've been talking about as to what we need to publish about this uh, or um, you know, any opinion that Casa has on this. Um, Assembly Bill 6020, that's 6020. This has been passed. Uh, the governor has not signed it yet, so it is not enacted. Um, and I'm not quite sure what's going to happen here because we, we were trying to figure out if if there is another example of the state, uh, of any state, requiring a retailer to carry any product. Um, I, I, the only things I can think of is perhaps there are situations where, um, you know, in the cases of, of potentially dangerous items, fireworks, uh, you know, boats, uh, whatever that, that retailers may re be required to sell certain like accompanying accompanying safety equipment. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't do boating or fireworks. So I, I can't tell you whether or not a state might require someone to also sell fire extinguishers. Um, but this bill in New Jersey requires retailers, whether they're tobacco dealers or vapor sellers uh, to sell nicotine replacement therapy. Um, I don't know whether or not this is just, you know, lawsuit ready, uh, but it seems like something that should be followed by a lawsuit, uh, and, um, that's in New Jersey. So there we go. Yeah. I know one of the, one of the, few, we, we were having a discussion about, uh, <clears throat> in the case of motorcycles, 
you know, if, if motorcycle retailers uh, like a Harley shop or something like that is required to sell helmets. And I don't, I don't think they are. I don't have an actual answer. I don't think they are. I think they just do, you know, for the sake of selling helmets, it's an upsell. They can, you know, make more money that right. way kind of thing. But I, when you think of it, that, like not every state requires a helmet when you ride a motorcycle. So I think it, I don't know if it varies or whatever, but I mean, I agree. I think that's something that's just ripe and ready for a lawsuit challenge, forcing a retailer to also carry an additional product that they may not have any interest in selling or unknowledgeable of, or, or you know, for a number of reasons. Yeah, to force a retailer to sell a product. I mean, certainly, as 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 you mentioned, as as we've discussed, uh, you know, privately, uh, this I think it, this sets a pretty dangerous precedent. Yeah, uh, and, and it's something for retailers. You know, it, it's it's along the lines of uh, you know very high wholesale taxes, right? You're forcing retailers to purchase or pay a tax on something that there's really no guarantee that they're going to sell. <clears throat> it's it, uh, this in this case requiring retailers to sell NRT, which I believe have their own expiration date, um, it, you know, it's it's sort of a tax in and of itself. Um, yeah, because you're so forcing them to stock, you know, pay for and stock something in their shelves that may not ever sell, and then they have to restock and so on and so forth. And, and you know, it sets a dangerous precedent, I think, that, that you know, the state stepping in and requiring retailers to sell a certain thing. Again, I could be totally wrong. I don't know the, the total history around this particular uh, laws like this, or if there are any other retailers that are required by states to sell certain things. Um, so anyway, I just, I, I bring it up because it's, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to see more of this. Um, New Jersey is not typically a leader in tobacco thinking outside the box, inside the box, uh, tobacco control strategies. So, um, I mean, clearly we feel like this. <laughs> Well, one of the things I brought up was, you know, if somebody says, oh, well, that's not that it's such a bad idea. Well, could you imagine if companies start lobbying to get on a list of required sales? I mean, look at 22nd century cigarettes, very low nicotine cigarettes. What if they lobbied to make force vape shops to sell those too? Yeah. So anybody and who's again, fine with this, stop and think about that. <laughs> I mean, what's the, what's the sales pitch to a, a convenience store? Like, hey, we've got these very low nicotine cigarettes that really nobody wants you should totally sell them like no. So it may come to that, that 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 yeah. states step in and say, if you're going to sell cigarettes, you have to sell very low nicotine cigarettes, too. Yeah. Or and again, I know that we hate the product. term slippery slope, but it, it feels like one of those situations, right? Like if, if yeah. this is kind of the, the catalyst for something where retailers are forced to sell even more or other products on top of that or, or what have you or what other products make their way into that category of, of, you know, need to sell these on the side as well. Yeah. Required sales. So I know that we don't prefer the term slippery slope here, but just for, for the, you know, sake of, you know, I don't know, getting it out there. I think, well, I think it, it is kind a of a slippery I slope. I, I do want to, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to cut you guys off because I only oh, okay. have six more minutes and I'm going to make this, yeah. I'm going to make this happen here. Our I got one more in the, the stuff that, that may uh, get a call to action we'll here. Back to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so uh, moving on to New Mexico, another new state. 
Um, HB33, again, this is uh, the Modified Risk Tobacco Product Tax Reduction. Um, this was pre-filed. Uh, it is awaiting pre-file. The date on it is January 18th, so it hasn't actually been introduced yet. But uh, this would raise the tax on cigarettes to 20 cents a cigarette, reduce the tax by 50% uh, for cigarettes with MRTP. That's the very low nicotine cigarettes. Uh, and it has uh, very much the same or similar tax reduc reduction language as New Hampshire. So as I said, expect to see more of these bills around the country. Did you say country. 20 cents per cigarette? Correct. So you'd be looking at $4 a pack? That would be the state tax on uh, on cigarettes wow. in, in, New Mexico, in New Mexico. Yeah, that's pretty that's, high. Is that, a, that's a, is that a 20 cent increase or that would be the new tax? Um, it's, it's a raised. So it, it whatever I, I, I did not, I didn't write down in the notes what the current tax is, but, oh, okay. um, right. that, that it may be 10 cents a cigarette. I don't know. Right. Um, but the, yeah, that is a tax hike on cigarettes, which comes with its own issues. Um, uh, certainly people will be trying to dodge that tax and, and get the cigarettes that they like for cheaper. Um, sure. yeah. uh, this bill also adds synthetic nicotine to the definition of tobacco product. Again, expect to see that at the state level all over the place. And, and certainly there are uh, people in the industry who are supportive of, of that language. Um, and so I guess the probability of that becoming law uh, is pretty high uh, in terms of as, as far as regulating synthetic nicotine, like other nicotine, other tobacco products. So I have two more bills left and I have these under the interesting bills section. Um, in I Vermont, just love that you have an interesting bills section. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're sort of bills I'm not quite sure what to do with, uh, and and we need to kind of work on our own opinions about this. Um, but uh, I'll start with Vermont. Um, H602 would prohibit the sale of tobacco products utilizing single-use filters. Um, we briefly touched on this when we were talking about the new policy in New Zealand. Uh, new Zealand has outlawed the sale of cigarettes with filters. Uh, and part of the rationale for this is that uh, filters make cigarettes more palatable, but they don't actually reduce any harm. There is also the issue of litter, uh, of uh, cigarette butts that do not biodegrade and, in fact, you know, uh, are a source of contamination in the environment for all kinds of things. Um, and if you uh, are really interested, I, I love, um, oh, now I'm drawing, I'm, I have a mental block now. Um, uh, the woman from New York uh, who runs the smokers' rights groups. I, I, why am I? I oh, one of the Audrey, things that she does. Audrey, 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 um, Audrey Silk. Yes, Audrey Silk. Uh, she when she goes to a, a park or an area where smoking is prohibited, she always does her own surveillance and recon to see whether or not people are actually following the rules. Um, and you can do that, of course, by looking at cigarette butts everywhere. So. Um, anyway, I, this is an interesting policy, and it, it, it basically makes cigarettes less palatable for people. Um, but this is also sort of in that very heavy-handed kind of regulation that's likely to push people to an underground market uh, and get the cigarettes, the full flavor, full nicotine cigarettes with filters that they are accustomed to. Um, so this is kind of a mixed bag here. I think from my from on a personal note, I, I 
I don't, you know, I always joke about if you want to make cars safer, you take the airbags out and you put a 10 inch metal spike on the steering wheel and people won't go above 25 miles an hour. Right. Uh, Cause you're terrified of being impaled. <laughs> exactly. And this, I mean, this yeah. gets into like, you know, uh, you know, road design and traffic stuff. If you want to make the roads safer, you have to make them terrifying. Uh, and so uh, this is it's something, this is a very similar kind of thread. Anyway, it's an interesting bill to me, and I'll be curious to see how far it gets in Vermont. I know, I believe there is another, uh, there's a bill in New York that's very similar, um, and I just haven't gotten to it yet in our massive list of legislation, um, but uh, expect to see things like this around the country. Um, certainly New Zealand has already implemented it, uh, and so um, expect some New Zealand fans to maybe try it here. At the very least, it does acknowledge that filtered cigarettes are not any safer for you than an unfiltered cigarette. Right. Um, so uh, the, the very last one, uh, I'm getting this down with one minute to go. Utah HB 34 uh, is looking at cigarette tax amendments that would add heat not burn products to uh, the definition of a cigarette. Uh, for those who have been following the heat not burn progress in the United States, uh, the heat sticks in about a third, one third or two thirds of the states already meet the description of a cigarette and so are already subject to cigarette taxes. Um, and so Utah is changing their code to allow for taxation of heat not burn products, just like cigarettes, heat not burn products, which, by the way, have received an MRTP order from the FDA. Um, so, uh, stuff like this goes hand in hand with the tax reduction for modified risk products. Um, and, uh, just keeping an eye on that, uh, not quite sure whether or not CASA engages on this. Um, it sounds like something we would get involved in, uh, because raising taxes on lower risk products is not something that we support. So all of that having been said, uh, that is the legislative rundown as much as I've got so far, and I'm sure I'll have more next weekend. Uh, there you have it. Ta-da. You don't have to have more next weekend. We're, we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Do we, do we really need more? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> There's always oh, more though, guys. right? Like, I feel like this is one of those spaces where we kind of never run out of things to keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, well, it's a good thing. We're on a state and local level. It's a good thing we don't have a uh, research segment because I could be like updating you and all the poo-poo research that comes out every week. That's a never anything. I know how Alex feels because every it seems like every day there's another stupid research study that comes out against vaping that it's just cross-sectional, you know, and ask all the wrong questions or, you know, erectile dysfunction and secondhand vapor and strokes and heart attacks and yeah. depression. One, one, one thing that I am just now remembering that I kind of forgot to mention here because I didn't write it down uh, was all of the bills in Michigan that we were following. I haven't gotten through all of the Michigan stuff that shows up on our scan. And I'll just show you what that looks like. Here you go. Uh, this is, it, and it's not all tobacco, but these are all the bills in Michigan I need to weed through here. Um, but I have not come to the new versions of, uh, these might be it right here, what we were following last year. Yeah, these are from 2021. So um, this we are in a two-year 
legislative session. Uh, that's typically what happens. So a lot of the bills that we saw in the tie barred package of tobacco control bills that we saw last year are likely to come back. I know Mark Sliss popped his head in here earlier, um, so he may have some uh, insights to add to that. Um, and like I said, I'm still weeding through all of this stuff to figure out what's active and what we need to engage on immediately. Um, but uh, Michigan, again, uh, could be looking at that package of, of to, to tobacco control bills. Though I, thanks for that little tidbit. Uh, heat not burn sticks are taxed as pipe tobacco, which has a lower tax rate compared to normal cigarettes in Germany. So there's some uh, some tax reduction happening there, uh, at least in, in heat not burn compared to combustible cigarettes in Germany. Um, I don't believe our guest is here yet. I don't see our guest kind of in the back room with us just yet. So uh, I guess that concludes the legislative rundown. We are not quite ready for our deep dive. We're still waiting on our guests, but I have something that I, I think that we could maybe fill a little time with and have a quick discussion on that I think is just absolutely absurd. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to do a little screen share here. Have you ever considered bird watching when trying to quit smoking? <laughs> This is uh this is this is CDC's uh, recommendation. Uh, bird watching is a great way to de-stress and keep your mind off nicotine cravings. On National Bird Day, which was January fifth, watch some birds and help your smoke-free life soar. What do you guys think of bird watching, Alex? Do you when you were trying to quit smoking, we're like, you know what? I'm gonna go check out some birds. I'm curious if they'll have a similar post for Flag Day. Ooh. Like, have you considered watching the flag? Yeah. Have you smoking? considered going outside? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, it's it's so tone deaf, right? Like, it, I, you see this when, whenever there's some kind of national holiday or something like this, some way that they can work these ideas together to post about this national thing. And it just, it's just tone deaf. It, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't, if this resonates with you, if, if bird watching is what helps you stay smoke free, bird watch, watch all the birds, watch every bird you can watch, right? Like, if I that's think that goal. advice, I think that advice is for the birds. And on that note, our <laughs> guest is here. Our guest are, is here. Oh, our guest is here. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. I can get out of here. I just wanted to fill some time <laughs> with that. I thought it, I thought it was a, a fun little tidbit of information from the CDC. So if you guys are ready, we are definitely ready for you our bumper? some deep dive action. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, uh, thank you. I think this is where we're going to wrap this up, right? We're, I'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah. to do the spiel. Do, do the I, spiel. Philip says, giving a shit about people is what you do, Logan. Philip, I do give a shit about people, and uh, I think everybody here does as well, and we will continue to. Uh, but that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Please go ahead and share this all over the place. Uh, the more that we can share um, voices like Helen's and everyone else's uh it's just it's just better for all of us. So please, I would encourage everybody to share this widely. Um, it's been like a month since I've had to do a spiel and I'm out of practice. Uh, yes, if you have not joined Kasa yet, please do. It's absolutely free to join. Become a member. Get in there. If you haven't 
submitted your testimony uh, to CASA, please do. We still have like 13,000 plus. We're trying to get to 1 billion. So share your story, please. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place to do so. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Skip. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Um, yes, excellent show. Thank you guys for coming out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being here for this excellent discussion. Share it everywhere. Join CASA. Do all the things. There will be two versions of this podcast up on SoundCloud and wherever else you tune into your podcast. One being a shorthand legislative rundown and then the entire episode as well. Those will be available this Monday uh, going forward. And we will be back as far as I'm aware. We don't have any hiccups next week, do we? I don't don't think so. so. Okay, cool. We'll be back next Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 over on that other coast. Everywhere else around the world, you're going to have to figure out your time zones for it. That's it. Go buy merch. Okay, that's my spiel. I'm real bad at this right now. I got to get back and practice the whole spiel. Ugh, okay. All right. I'm Bye, everybody. We're good. We're good.